0: Hey guys, this is Alex from The Natural Lifestyles. Today with another episode of Ask The Naturals. I'm here in Budapest, it's getting a bit cold, but we're here to deliver more amazing content. So I'm going to cover a bunch of topics. First, I want to start with long-distance relationships. How to deal with them, how to meet, how to logistics and so on. Then I want to move on to general lifestyle design advice so we're going to take a step back and look at the bigger picture in the end we're getting a little deep and we talk about the availability and the charm and the romance of unavailable people why often people that are far away might be more attractive than people really close and the causes for that and the solutions for that so let's get into it Welcome to the Natural Lifestyles podcast with your hosts James Marshall and Liam McCrae, where we will be diving deep into the issues of modern masculinity, seduction, dating, lifestyle design, sexuality, psychedelics, you name it. This is the Natural Lifestyles podcast. So, Andrew from the United States is asking, Hey guys, thanks for all your entertaining and illuminating videos. You're welcome. I met a girl on Facebook through a mu- mutual interest in spirituality. I live close to New York City. She lives in Seattle. So he lives on the East Coast. She lives on the West Coast. We've had some fun convos and I would love to meet her in person. And I get the vibe she would be into that too. What's the wise next step? It seems a little dicey for one of us to fly across the US to meet for a weekend since if the chemistry isn't there in person, we're kind of stuck and it's a major investment before we know each other that well. At the same time, Touch time spent in the phone convo sounds like a bad thing, too. Thanks. Thanks, Andrew, for your question. So I like this question because I think it's quite relatable with a lot of people. Myself and I'm sure many of you guys find ourselves at some point in the situation that we are in love or have a crush on somebody that just lives far away. Especially nowadays in the times of the internet, it's a very connected world. Uh, We meet people like Andrew on a Facebook group. We maybe uh, go on holiday and use Tinder or meet somebody in a bar, but then we leave again. It's just a very connected world, and it's quite common nowadays to just connect with people that are not living close to us, that are not living in our area. So I'm sure many of you can relate. Because it's such a broad topic... I will try to answer it from different angles. Some of those angles might be uh, relatable to Andrew and might fit in his situation and others may not, but maybe help some of you guys more. So let's start with answering the question from a dating advice aspect. Andrew is asking, there's this girl we get along really well, we have a common interest, spirituality, Uh, we had some chats, Uh, there is chemistry, some sort of chemistry um, as far as you can have on a virtual basis. Uh, We have some phone calls, I would like to see her and I think she would like to see me as well. So here we're in a situation where there's a lot of assumptions that Andrew is making and we are not really sure yet how deep this connection is. And he's totally right. Flying over to her now or making her fly to us for a weekend is a big investment in a way, can be a financial big investment or even an emotional investment because a lot of uh, expectation is building up and he just doesn't wanna be stuck in a weird situation. Fair enough. So from a dating aspect, I have two opinions. Firstly, why not? (laughs) Like, if you are sure that this person you're seeing, that you're talking to, that you're communicating with, is a special person, and you're really getting along really well, and there is a foundation for a possible relationship, then why not? You know, take the risk, especially if you're young, uh, if you have the money, if you have the time, then... I don't see a huge problem in giving it a shot, trying it out, you know, being a little romantic and going on a little adventure. But, and there's a big but, <laughs> you want to be careful. You want to check certain boxes before you take that step. You don't want to be crazy romantic, delusionally romantic, and I will get to that a bit later as well. So. Let's think back about the question. Andrew firstly says, he thinks she would like to see him as well. So to me, it gives the impression that it's still not really sure, that you maybe didn't really communicate with her that much about feelings, romance, sexuality and topics like this, which are relationship partner topics. And you maybe got too stuck in thinking oh, we have a common interest, uh, we can talk for hours about all sorts of topics, we're getting along really well and we're matching on an intellectual level. Maybe you got stuck in that and did, made the mistake to mistake it for a real partnership connection. Because if we talk about on a romantic level, there are way more boxes that need to be ticked in order to have a good relationship. So what I would suggest you, Andrew, is talk to her in a different way. First thing is sexuality. Get on video calls with her and open those topics, you know. Try to find out about her sexuality a little bit. Maybe get a little naughty, get a little sexy. Uh, Suggest some role play or some cam sex type of thing with her and see how she reacts. Because the big danger, as you're right, is that you are than meeting in real life and there's just no chemistry, you know. There is maybe the way she smells, and I'm not saying she stinks, but just like the way her chemistry affects you maybe doesn't match. Maybe her skin isn't really the way you imagined it. Maybe the way she touches you just doesn't turn you on at all. And there's a long list of things that you can really only experience once you meet. But you can get an idea about her vibe by taking action steps and and putting more effort onto opening those sexuality lover type of things over video chat. This might already help a lot managing expectations. And this is really what this topic is about. Uh, The big danger that there is, is you having one type of expectation and she having a totally different other type of expectation. This is where things can get really nasty and almost traumatic if you guys would meet and then there's a huge mismatch. So what I mean is, let's say you have high expectations in seeing her. You're really turned on by her, you want to see her. You're already putting a lot of planning into this, you know. Maybe you're, and I experienced this in my past recently, you're a big planner, you're a big thinker you're always thinking five, ten steps ahead. Maybe she's more uh, the feeler kind of type, the emotional level. And she just feels good and wants to see you. And then there's this mismatch. How can we prevent a potential drama in this case? So I have a few tips. Firstly, what I mentioned before, find out, is she lover potential, you know? Uh, lovers can be friends, but friends can't be lovers. So make sure she might be a lover. Uh, This can even include thinking ahead, and I know usually we shouldn't think that much ahead with somebody we don't know, but thinking if she's amazing, if you fall in love and she still lives so far away, could she see you regularly? How is your job situation? Uh, Is she working 80 hours a week in a law firm and she will be busy for the next five years? You may be setting yourself up for a lot of heartbreak that you want to prevent. So let's say you guys are meeting. First suggestion I have, don't let her fly to you, but instead you fly to her. Why? Because imagine you're agreeing to meet for four or five days in your place. Maybe she agrees to stay with you. And then suddenly there's this clash that can happen and you don't really know what's gonna happen. And then you're stuck with this person that is a totally different person that you imagined to be. And then there's this weird like situation and pressure. And then combined with all those expectations you had, she feels that pressure and it's just super awkward. She cannot leave and you cannot leave because you live there. So I would heavily suggest you fly to her. Secondly, have something else to do in Seattle in this case. You know, book yourself uh, some, maybe it's a, a tiny workshop, maybe you're gonna meet some clients, depending what business you're in. Uh, maybe you wanna create a mini video series about your trip and about romance and love and uh, challenge yourself to edit a video within a week there or something like that. Basically, have something else to do in case it goes wrong, <laughs> you know? Don't, and that, that's not just so you're not bored, but it's mainly because you creating such heavy expectations and so much pressure is already setting yourself up for failure because she will feel that pressure and might resent it. You know, she might not be able to deal with such high expectations in the person you are hoping for her to be based on your emotional situation, okay? So make it super casual. You know, you're meeting her, you got other things to do as well, uh, you book in, obviously, time with her, and you're really treating her like a girl. You would just meet for a coffee in your hometown, you know, because anything else uh, gives the the whole thing a really strange flavor. So I think if you combine those tips, it still might go fucking wrong. <laughs> uh, but so what? Things go wrong sometimes, you know, love is messy, and... That's my advice from a dating type of view. But in the next section, I wanna take a step back and really see the macro of your situation. I wanna talk about lifestyle design and that's what we're gonna look in the next section. Reading Andrew's question reminded me of a call I had last week with a guy. It was a consultation call about our workshops, about helping guys out, what direction to take in life, in terms of dating, lifestyle, and so on. And this guy was a 35, a guy in his 30s, and he was basically telling me about his life. He said, yeah, I'm okay with girls. Uh, I occasionally get laid in clubs. Uh, it's all good, I'm, I'm okay, I got some game. Uh, what I really want to know, Alex, is there's this one girl at Starbucks, and she's really cute. And I live in a really small town, so there's only one Starbucks. And in this one Starbucks, there's only this one really hot girl. So of course, all the guys are in this little town are into her, right? Uh, so how do I get her? How do I talk to her? I mean, I was there once, and I, I kind of flirted with her, but then I didn't want to stay too long, because that would also be awkward. Uh, so what's the next strategical step to form a connection with that one girl? And I was like, "Uh, dude, there's something wrong with your whole setup. (laughs) Like you are firstly telling me that your game is good and you don't need to care about that. But on the other hand, you're telling me that one girl is occupying your mind. You're basically using this 30 minute call with me who knows about a lot of things because I spent the last six, seven years learning about this. And you're asking me how to get that one girl. And that's kind of similar with the question that Andrew gave me, like, how do I get that one girl that I met online? And this is directed to all of you guys. Are you in a situation where it is possible for one person that you don't even know that well, you know, maybe a girl you haven't talked to at all, talked to once, uh, maybe went on a couple of dates with, does that one person have the power to totally occupy your mind, to totally make you obsessed and to basically define your happiness. You know, The outcome of that one relationship defines how happy you're gonna be in that time of your life. Ask yourself that. And if the answer is yes, possible, uh, you obviously have a bad setup. You have a bad lifestyle design. Uh, I want all of you guys to really—you could take a pen and paper and make a, like check in with your life situation right now. Where do you live? You know, do you live in an area where there's enough people to meet on a daily basis? How many new people do you meet on a weekly, monthly basis? You know, do you have social circles that intersect with other social circles? Do you try out new things on sometimes, you know, take new classes or go to a new bar here and there? And the main thing I wanna want you to ask yourself, how much female energy, I'm not talking about sex, I'm not talking about dates, I'm just like, how much female energy, literally in minutes per week, are you getting? You know? Are you working from home in a technical job and you are only exposed to like the barista every morning for five minutes in the cafe shop, and everything else is very masculine logical thinking. How many women do you meet on a weekly basis? How much around this energy are you? Because this is really the defining factor that is gonna massively improve your skills with women is being around women, you know? Not even in a sexual way, but in a social way. Now, the dangerous thing with this situation and this calculation of how is your social life, how many women you have around you the danger of it is that for most people it's alright, you know you're somewhere in a space of it's okay, it's not great I meet some people sometimes and I'm not insanely desperate, if you would be crazy desperate you probably would have done a workshop with us uh, in the past years and if it would be insanely amazing and you the talk of the town and you run uh, crazy events every week you wouldn't be watching this video so you were somewhere in this in-between zone so another question you could ask yourself is if your lifestyle situation your social situation would be at the same level as it is now in 2-3 years would you regret it? would you be sad? We understand that lifestyle design is a tricky topic, you know, it's, it's design. You can design your life, but it takes work, it takes effort. And the problem with it often is there is no real guidance there, there's no like amazing content you can just Google, obviously it's better than it probably was 20 years ago, but it is still a quite complex topic. So ask yourself, could money solve this problem, you know? Uh, If you cannot do it by yourself, by research or effort or uh, hustle or whatever, ask yourself can I solve my situation by hiring a coach? Somebody like us, you know, coming on a workshop, uh, joining our mentoring program, booking Skype sessions. Uh, There's no shame around having other people help you with those kinds of topics, you know, like if suddenly you realize damn it, I wanna really get fit, but I'm also really lazy and I have a busy schedule and I don't really know what to do in the gym because all those machines look strange to me. It's totally socially acceptable to hire a fitness coach. So I wanna give you permission and remove shame around hiring a social coach. Now for the third part of this video, let's put the dating advice and the lifestyle design advice aside for a little bit and ask ourselves some deep questions. Now, I'm wondering, and you should wonder too, why is it that often impossible situations can be really fascinating and attractive? Why is it that maybe a person that is totally unavailable because it lives on the different side of the continent or maybe because this person is married is so attractive? Why is it that maybe a person we didn't even talk to yet and we just see her daily in the library, with this person we start creating romantic fantasies and start planning a whole romance without any substance. Where does this charm for unavailable people come from? Now, obviously a lot of you guys can relate, myself can too you meet someone and it's quite an impossible situation and you start feeling emotions that you don't feel with people that are in reach, that are living close to you, where a relationship actually might be possible. Now why is that? The answer is basically we're protecting ourselves in this situation. Because it is easier to be in control of an impossible situation, than being out of control in an possible situation. Because love hurts. Love can cause a lot of pain. So you might think logically, and often we get trapped into this thinking pattern, that oh, there's this big wall, there's this distance, there's this impossibility. But my love is so strong, I'm so romantic, that despite of those challenges, I will make the relationship work. When actually, because of those challenges, your emotions even come and your romantic thinking results off. And we're doing this to protect ourselves, of course. We're doing this because Investing in a person that is actually available can lead to trauma, can lead to pain. And the obstacle, the distance, enables us to show romantic feelings, to open up, to say, I love you, to say cute things, to create cute videos, cute videos. Because if it falls apart, it's like, ah, I didn't invest that much in it anyway. Ah, it didn't have a future anyway. But investing in somebody that is close to us, investing time, effort, feelings, money, uh, logistics, can obviously pay off and it can be beautiful, but it gives us way higher risk of getting hurt. It might happen that we spend a lot of time with someone and fall deeply in love with someone and then get cheated on or this person leaves us for whatever reason, or this person dies, and then it almost feels like we get punished for putting so much effort in, and so it's quite understandably that this is quite a common phenomenon: this charm for unavailable people. it can result from maybe a past childhood trauma. Maybe your parents or close relatives neglected you or humiliated you even, didn't treat you in a really good, positive, loving way. And deep inside you, you're still feeling that and you're afraid to get hurt again, to feel all those feelings again. So you're protecting yourself from relationship to relationship to feel that pain again. So this is quite complex and a topic that I cannot go too deep into now in the context of this video, but I guess it all starts with being self-aware. Are you the type of person that gets into one impossible relationship after the other after the other? Do you feel the highest emotions with people where there is no possible future anyway? And are you trapped in this habit, you know? Do you see yourself doing this a lot? Really be self-aware. Like the exercise about lifestyle design, where I told you, write down how your life looks like. How many women are you meeting on a weekly basis? What's the energy you're receiving in your life? The same here, what's the emotional energy you're carrying around? What's your relationship patterns? What's your relationship reality? And is it healthy? Is it positive? Does it have a future for creating real connections with real women who are really there? And I don't know if Andrew, the guy who asked the question in the first place, is guilty of those things. Maybe not. Maybe he has a great life and he also wants to meet this girl on Facebook. But the fact that he uses, so to say, his one question to ask the dating Seduction lifestyle advisors. Uh, He's using his one question to ask type a type of question that involves around distance, blockage, and this weird challenge that doesn't have to be there. Because as he says, he lives close to New York City, one of the best places in the world to meet women. You know, there's beautiful, intelligent, challenging, awesome ladies in New York City every day on the street. You literally take one step out of your door, count to five, and there will be uh, an interesting person crossing your way that you should say hi to. So if his one question is about that, it tells me a lot about the way he's thinking, about maybe the traps he's caught up in, and the way he should really be self-aware and maybe point his life into a different direction. And maybe you should too. So really assess your life. And if you want to get help with this, that's amazing and that's cool. And that's the first step. We coach around 80 guys a year in our live programs, many more with our premium online courses uh, from all countries of the world. And we're teaching them in all different types of uh, scenarios and areas. So if you're one of those people where you're like, fuck, this is enough, 2020, I actually have to make changes because I don't want to be the same me in 2022 again, and I want to change something in my life. I realize the importance of this. I realize that maybe changing my social life is the thing that really is going to make a big difference. I realize that learning another skill, like there's one funny moment this week because we're just running a one-week sexuality workshop, and. Uh, We asked one guy, why are you here? And he's like, my whole life, I was amazing at creating excuses of why to not take this, meaning social life, connection, women, dating, sex, serious. I was amazing at creating excuses to avoid learning about this, to taking action this. So he said, instead of being Uh, And I created excuses and I learned a bunch of other things. He said, I became a pilot, Uh, I learned how to to paint, Uh, learned how to shoot guns and a bunch of other skills. So he said, instead of being awkward, I'm now awkward with a bunch of skills. (laughs) So he realized, fuck, this is the thing that really makes my life better. Being able to connect with yourself, with the world, with women, being able to create beautiful romances that have substance, that are possible. And that's what I realized many years ago, and that's why I joined the Natural Lifestyles. I was very technical thinking. I was always thinking, oh, I should learn this skill. I should get this job. I should become better at this. But then through a course of events, I realized what really makes my life better, what really gives me happiness and a fulfilling future is being able to open up, to connect, to talk to people, to say hi. So long story short, We're gonna travel around the world again, coaching people live. We have a mentoring program and we have premium online courses and we have a lot of free stuff on YouTube. But the main thing is you have to take action and I cannot do that for you. So I hope this gave you a lot of new questions for yourself, to ask yourself uh, and to make plans for your future because I want you to have a better life and that's what we're all about. So again, subscribe if you want more content like this and see you in the next one. Thanks so much for listening to the Natural Natural Lifestyles Podcast. Podcast. Check us out on YouTube at The Natural Natural TV. TV. See you on the next episode.